again, Punky Peeps, and welcome to the Season 1 wrap-up of Punky Brewster. I'm your host, Angela Bowen, and this is Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Season 1 of Punky Brewster aired from September September 16th, 1984 to March 31st of 1985. As I've said before, I am happy to have started this journey of watching and reviewing the show Punky Brewster because it had a positive influence on my childhood growing up. I could relate to Punky. My mother was not really in my life too much when I was growing up due to her suffering from lupus. She had had a major debilitating stroke when I was seven, and she was sent to a nursing home where I would see her on occasion from time to time. So I lost the whole mothering aspect when it was the most crucial to have one in my life. My grandma and aunt tried their best to fill the void, but unfortunately it really wasn't the same. I saw Punky and how lucky she was that she chose that apartment where Henry just happened to be the manager. She made quick friends with Cherry and Alan, but constantly suffered ridicule from one Margot Kramer, who viewed Punky as less because she didn't have a real mother and father, only a foster dad named Henry. Throughout season one, we see Henry and Punky adjust to living together. While not always easy financially, and with Henry constantly having to prove to Punky that he wants her in his life, they make up for what they lack with lots of hugs, kisses, and heart-to-heart talks. Henry, with his wise old way of life, and Punky, with her spirited and energetic sense of self, teach each other a thing or two and ultimately prove that you don't have to be blood to be family. During this episode, I will talk about four of my favorite episodes from Season 1, which include Season 1, Episode 1, Punky Finds a Home, Part 1, Season 1, Episode 3, Punky Finds a Home, Part 3, Season 1, Episode 10, Dog Doe Afternoon, and Season 1, Episode 18, I Love You, Brandon, as well as favorite character moments, Henry's hilarious one-liners, Henry and Punky Hard Hard Talks, Alan's goofy jokes, etc. Betty's jabs at Henry's age and Cherry's loyalty as a best friend. Let's not forget good old faithful pup Brandon, who we got to see grow up from a spirited 10-week-old puppy to a beautiful faithful companion to to Punky. To start with, I'm going to talk about my four favorite episodes of season one. So let's start by jumping back to the beginning, way back to the pilot episode where Henry and Punky first meet. I love their first interaction together. Right away we see Punky put on a tough act which matches Henry's gruffness. I love the chemistry here between Little Soleil Moonfry and George Gaines. So cute, and both of them brighten up the scene with their back and forth, with Punky suspicious of Henry's intentions, and Henry just trying to get answers. He decides to invite her, invite her over for dinner. I find it so funny when Punky tries to get Brandon to attack Henry when he comes too close, and little puppy Brandon just lies there on the chair looking confused. I think Henry sees something in Punky, someone who needs help and is alone in the world, like him. And Punky, with all her energy and positivity, shines a light in Henry's heart. I feel this meeting for them was meant to happen. For Punky, Henry was that guardian angel sent down to save her and to give her a future, and they end up teaching each other a thing or two about life in just 22 episodes. So I'm going to play the introduction clip now of them. I hope you enjoy it, and I will be right back. He's a maniac, maniac on the floor. 
are you? I'm Punky Brewster. And who are you? I'm the manager of this building, Henry Wanimont. Nice to meet you, Hank. <laughs> I am not a Hank. I am a Henry. <laughs> what are you doing here? My husband and I are looking for a partner. <laughs> okay, cut the charade. Stop. It's only fair to warn you that this is an attack dog. If you get near me, he'll chew you to pieces. <laughs> Give me a break. That dog couldn't chew soup. <laughs> now, let's get back to you. Did you run away from home? Don't clam up on me, young lady. Answer the question. You'll never make me say anything I don't want to, even if you shove my head in knock and make me eat line of beans. You hungry? Depends. On what? Why asking? I'm just asking. How come? I'm curious. How come? Because I am. How come? Chicken! <laughs> I'm going to fix myself some dinner. You can join me if you want to. Well, Brandon, we've got to trust somebody sometime. Now that we've talked about Punky and Henry from the pilot episode, let's look at side characters Betty Johnson and her granddaughter, Cherry. Betty and Cherry both live in Henry's apartment building. I think that Betty and Henry have an amazing rapport with each other. They know how to get on each other's nerves with his lighthearted jabs at Betty's weight and her cracks about Henry's age. They're good friends for each other. Cherry is the first person to make friends with Punky and seeing them together, they look inseparable. I'd like to know their backstory, how they ended up meeting. Punky is always stay or um... Cherry is always standing up for Punky, especially when it comes to snooty Margot. And also, Cherry and Alan's puppy love is adorable to watch, and I believe continues a little throughout season two. Once Punky is more established in living with Henry, she of course starts school, where she meets goofball Alan and stuck-up prissy rich girl Margot. One person I will not miss from this bunch who had a two-episode arc was Scotty Latabucci. That kid did nothing for the show but caused trouble for the girls and Henry as well as roped Alan into his cat-shaving scheme. I'm glad they didn't make him a regular. I will miss Eddie the maintenance guy who was funny and kind-hearted as well as Mrs. Morton, Punky's third grade teacher, who was such a sweetheart and seemed to have a crush on Henry. Alan is the goofball of the group and if you think about it, his best friends are girls, although there's nothing wrong with that. Alan likes to be included in the schemes like when Punky decides to start a dog grooming business. It's so funny how he hands Punky his resume and demands a salary. When Punky tells him what it will be, he ends up asking for less, not realizing it. Earlier in the episode, he tells Cherry and Punky about going to Irving's Unnatural Ice Cream and wanting to try their new flavor pork sausage and tells them he's going to order a double link, which I thought was funny. We also see Alan help Punky and Cherry as they try to bring Henry and his long-lost sweetheart Maggie together. 
Alan plays some really terrible mood music via violin, and Henry pays him to go away, which Alan takes and then leaves. That's the thing about Alan. He's always eager to help and can be counted on to be the comedic relief when needed. He puts his cameraman skills to work in Punky Brewster's workout episode, even though he ends up aiding and breaking Henry's new video camera. In season two, we see a different side of Alan come out as he tends to get himself into trouble with teacher Mike Fulton by being overly goofy when it's time to be serious, like in the episode The Gift, when he makes fun of a mentally handicapped school custodian, and getting kicked out of class during the CPR training class as well as pulling Punky into a cheating scheme early on in Season 2. Alan isn't the only one that changes in Season 2, as we see Punky learning some tough but valuable lessons, from facing bullies, to learning to work together with others, to struggling in school, to saying no to peer pressure, to learning life-saving procedures, to finding truths when seeking answers to her past, assisting the elderly, Showing kindness to the mentally handicapped, righting wrongs, witnessing life-altering events, and coming to terms when, with Henry's mortality. We also see Cherry developing more as a character with interests such as wanting to be an architect when she gets older. Marco is still pretty much the same. Still calling everyone a peasant, I don't think her character changes too much throughout the rest of the show's run, to be honest. Mike Fulton from the Season 1 two-part finale comes on to play Punky's fourth grade teacher in Season 2, and he makes quite an impression on the kids and teaches them many valuable lessons as well as the adults, too. Let's move on to my second favorite episode, Season 1, Episode 3, Punky Finds a Home, Part 3. In this episode, Henry goes to court to fight for custody of Punky. It's a sweet and heartwarming moment, and we hear Punky read her note she wrote to Henry if in case he didn't get custody of her. I'll play the clip where they find out Henry wins custody of Punky. It is so sweet, and I'll be right back. It's a letter Punky gave me to give to Mr. Warnemont in case he was denied custody. And with the court's indulgence, I'd like her to read it now. Go ahead. Randy, but it's private. Yes, I know, but this is important. Dear Henry, if you read this, it's because they wouldn't let me stay with you. I was afraid that maybe after a while, you might forget what I looked like. So, I drew you a picture of me. This is what I look like from the back. I want to thank you for being so nice to me. I was thinking, isn't it kind of weird how you were all alone and I was all alone and now this whole big city we found each other? Well, I want you to know that I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget you. I love you. Mr. Warnemont, are you prepared to go through the licensing procedures to become a foster parent? Yes, I am. I'm hereby remanding custody of Prunky Brewster to Mr. Henry Warnemont.
episode, Season 1, Episode 10, Dog Doe Afternoon, centers on Henry's money troubles when he discovers how much it actually costs to feed and clothe an 8-year-old girl until the age of 18. Unbeknownst to Henry, Punky overhears this conversation that he has with Betty and takes it to heart. She then decides to find a way to help earn the $80,000 needed to raise her until age 18. She even goes to the bank to ask for a loan, but is turned down. She, Cherry, and Alan start a dog grooming business, which leads to hilarious results. And one of my favorite lines from Henry, when he hears a dog bark from the kitchen, he asks Punky who that was, and she says, oh, that's Brandon. Henry asks, is he on steroids? After he hears this enormous bark that couldn't possibly come out of young Brandon's mouth, I cracked up at that. All right. I want to play this heart-to-heart talk between them because it just goes to tell how kids, goes to show how kids should be kids and let parents worry about the hard stuff like money. So I'm going to play that clip and I will be right back. Young lady, you are in big trouble. I know. I shouldn't have done it. That's right. I guess the best thing would be I just pack my stuff and left. Hold it. You can't just leave. Why not? That would be the best thing. That wouldn't be a burden on you anymore. Burden? Yeah, that's what I am. You've been taking care of me, and I haven't done anything to help. What's this? Money I earn from my business. Eighty dollars here. I'm sorry, it's not the eighty thousand I owe you. Eighty thousand? Yeah. I heard you and Mrs. Johnson saying that's how much it would cost to raise me. Oh. I see. Punky, let's sit down. I want you to know that you never have to worry about money. That's not your job, it's mine. Your job is to go to school and to have fun and to be a little girl. I'm so expensive. You're worth every penny I spend on you. You're not expensive. You're priceless. Thanks, Henry. Tell you what. Tomorrow, let's take these $80 to the bank and open a savings account for you. Okay. (laughs) The last episode I want to talk about is Season 1, Episode 18, I Love You, Brandon. This is the most tearjerker episode of Season 1, I feel. When Punky's out walking Brandon, he pushes her out of the way of an oncoming car and ends up getting hit himself. Punky is tasked with the responsibility of possibly having to put Brandon to sleep because of the severe extent of his injuries due to the trauma he suffered when being struck by the car. Punky sheds a tearful goodbye as she pleads Brandon to wake up, not determined to let him go just yet. I'll play this clip because I cry every time. Not only that, but it's some great heartfelt acting from Soleil Moon Fry.
Hi, Brandon. How do you feel? Yeah, I don't feel so hot either. Thanks for pushing me out of the way of that car. You saved my life. If you want to know the truth, I'd rather have gotten hit. Brandon, Dr. Frankel's gonna give you something to make you stay asleep. But when you wake up, you'll be in heaven. Brandon, you're my best friend in the whole world. I'm really gonna miss you. Brandon, this isn't right. I can't give up. I'm not going to let you die. You still have squirrels to chase and bones to bury. You're going to be around for a long, long time. But first, you've got to wake up. Brandon, wake up. Please, Brandon. I love you. I love you. I love you. can eat all the steps you want. I'd like to play a clip of Henry and Punky's heart-to-heart -heart talk. This one in particular is from the episode Parents' Night, when Henry tells Punky the only way for her to not feel alone anymore is to let people in. It's a beautiful conversation between them. I remember getting choked up hearing Henry talk about feeling so alone and closed off from the world since his wife had passed and how Punky shined a light on his heart and made him feel and care again. So I'm going to play that clip, and I'll be right back. Punky, what are you doing in the janitor's closet? I wanted to be alone. How come? Because I already was alone. I know. That's why I decided to come to parents' night after all. You didn't have to. I'm sorry I disappointed you. I didn't realize how much it meant to you. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it. I should stop caring about things so much. I see. You want to come out here so we can talk about this? No. Do you mind if I come in? Free closet? Under cleanliness is next to godliness. One could get killed in here. <laughs> now, what's all this talk about not caring anymore? Well, whenever I care about somebody, they always let me down. First my father, then my mother. Now you. Feels bad. I'm tired of feeling bad. Oh, uh, I understand. You're saying that you want to build a wall around yourself. That way, no one can get inside to hurt you. Right. 
You know what the problem with that is? What? No one can get inside to love you. Do you know why I fought so hard to be your foster parent? No, but I've been wondering. Pull up a pail and I'll tell you. When my wife died, I was shattered. I couldn't stand the pain. I built a wall around my feelings. I never let anybody come close to me. Then I met you. You made me fear again. You were the first one to break through that wall. I'm pretty good at breaking things. You sure are, Punky. Because when I hear you say that you're going to stop caring, it breaks my heart. I love you. I love you, too. I think the dust in here is making you tear up. Want to go outside and we can get some fresh air? Now I'd like to play a clip from Henry Falls in Love. This is a sad moment as Punky decides to run away when she overhears Maggie tell Henry she wants to put Punky in a boarding school. Feeling that she is in, way, in the way of Henry and Maggie's happiness, Punky decides to leave, but not before a tearful goodbye to Cherry. This was probably the best acting from Cherry Johnson out of all the episodes in season one, so here's the clip. I hope you enjoy it. Grandma fell asleep. She gone right out and Rev Griffin came on. <laughs> well, thanks for coming down. So what happened? Did Henry ask Maggie to marry him? Yeah. <gasps> All right! Whoa, Cherry. Whoa. Let me tell you the bad news. Henry and Maggie got in a big fight. What about me? Maggie wants to put me in a boarding school. So she and Henry can travel around the world. Henry got mad, said he couldn't because he had to stay here. Take care of me. Mm. I don't want Henry to lose Maggie and as long as I'm around, they'll never get married. So, gotta split. Where are you gonna go? West. <laughs> west? Why west? Because I want to buy a ranch. I mean, I want to buy a ranch. I'm pretty sure I can afford it. I got $8 saved. Is $8 enough? Sure. You always can buy things cheaper if you pay cash. Punky, <laughs> I'll never see you again. Sure you will. You can come down to my ranch. We'll punch cows together. I've never punched cows. Do they punch back? <laughs> of course not. Punching them doesn't make them mad. That's how you get milk out of them. <laughs> oh, sounds great. Jerry, you keep an eye on Henry while I'm gone. He's got a tricky bog ladder. If he doesn't eat right, he may get ball stones. 
<laughs> okay, I'll watch out for him. Here. Wait, I'm my favorite thing in the world. Next to Brandon, my dog. Wow, you're skanky. Thanks, Punky. I don't have anything to give you. Wait. Here, I was eating this cupcake when you called. I haven't got to the cream filling yet. Well, thanks. I gotta go now. any girl I've ever had. So are you, Punky. I'm really gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you, too. Bye. Bye. See ya. So long. Cherry. And now I save the best for last, Punky's furry best friend, her sidekick and confidant, Brandon. From the pilot, he was an adorable and goofy little puppy who Punky brought with her when she came to live with Henry. And that little pup grew into a beautiful boy, always ready to support Punky with a tail wag or a friendly lick to the face. He even laid down his life to save her from getting hit by a car by pushing her out of the way. Whenever she needs to confess, or ask advice, Brandon is always there to lend a listening ear or a paw on the knee. Man's best friend? Heck, I'd call him girl's best friend. Well, now we haven't completely shut the book on season one. We will revisit it in December for the long-awaited hour-long Christmas special entitled, Yes, Punky, There is a Santa Claus. All right, Punky peeps, I hope you all enjoyed this season one wrap-up of Punky Brewster season one. I sure did. Look for Season 2, Episode 1, The K.O. Kid, which aired on September 15th, 1985. In the Season 2 opener, we see Punky having to deal with a bully named Moose. She then goes to a famous boxer called Marvelous Marvin Hagler for tips on how to handle the bully. Alright, well I will see you on Tuesday, August 1st with the start of Season 2. So having a awesome week. And I'll... See you soon.